Greetings, one and all, and welcome to episode 246 of the Nerd Stravaganza Podcast, where we harbor no hatred and we value online privacy. I'm Tom, and I am joined as always by my esteemed co-hosts, Ryan and Cam. Hey guys, what's up? What's going on? How you doing? Doing all right, doing all right. Always happy to be back on the Ganta to another episode. And we've got a great episode lined up for tonight, actually. Tonight, we are going to be getting into the topic of online personas and just how wildly they can differ from those of the people behind them in what we like to call the real world. But of course, we have other business to attend to first. This includes, first and foremost, telling our listeners about our real-life personas and just what they've been up to in our... Weekly Geekly, Geekly Weekly Update. Guys, who's up first? I'll, I'll take this one. All right, Brian, go for it. Been playing Let It Die. That That's taken up a lot of my time. But um, it was also a HBO free weekend. So I caught up on all the blockbusters that I missed recently. <laughs> I really like Warcraft. I kind of hate to say that. Really? I would not have guessed. I, the movie was abysmal, but I liked that world so much. I, I really miss it. I'm really thinking about playing again. Whoa. From the movie? <laughs> the the movie made me, like, miss the game. Because the movie, like, teased me, but it wasn't, it wasn't right. I want it right. I want, I want it. Wow. I want that world that I loved back. Wow. Wow. Literally, wow. <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, go HBO. How often do they do these free weekends? Uh, I don't know. Every, every, every big release, they always do one so people can catch up on Game of Thrones. They did one. I think this week was actually Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they, you know, did the whole season of season three and the season four premiere. They did Suicide Squad. Mm. Uh Dark Knight. Mm. <laughs> oh, Martian. Mm. And like Warcraft. Which was a horrible movie, but god damn, I missed the game. Yeah, you love Warcraft. Nice. I hope you get back into it, actually. Because then I'll have an excuse. What about you, Cam? Am I going to see you in Warcraft? Oh, uh, no. Probably probably not. Um, you know, it's funny. I was just talking about how I'm so behind on my online gaming. Um, I have literally a stack of games just sitting next to my console, uh, let alone anything online or MMORPGs or whatever. Um, and that's because I spent all my time doing other stuff. Like this weekend, I went to go see the new board game cafe that's going to be opened up, uh, this opening up this week called Mac and Chess. Have you guys heard of that? No. Yeah. There, the, there's a couple guys that are opening up a board game cafe down near, um, FIU for listeners outside of the area. FIU is Florida International University. It's a Miami university. It's a university down in Miami. And, uh, uh, guy, uh, a couple guys are opening up, uh, a really cool looking board game cafe that should be open within the next two weeks or so. So I went down there. I met with the owner. Super great guy. Super nice guy. He actually invited me back to his house. Went back with, uh, with my companion, met his wife. And then we ended up gaming for like six hours at his house. Whoa. So it was, it was really cool, yeah. 
That is a terrible name, and I love it. <laughs> Mac, well, so here's the thing. Their specialty is he he grew up like with mac and cheese, like family recipes of mac and cheese, and so he has all these awesome recipes of, of different kinds of you know mac and cheese, and so that is going to be their specialty. They're going to serve beer and wine, and they're going to serve his like old family recipes of of really gooey, awesome, amazing mac and cheese. Among among other things, they have like a full kitchen. So, but but that's like the focus. Man, that sounds awesome. I'm gonna have to make a trip down. Check that out. Yeah, yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, it's uh, a little bit on the smaller side, but I, I like that. It's like uh, if you've ever been to Uncommons in New York, it's it's a little on the small side, but I think it's cool because it's a little makes it a little more intimate. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's gonna go well. No, Cam, we haven't been to Uncommons in New York, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had to go for work, so it wasn't like I'm just jet-setting around the world for, mm-hmm. for leisure. But, uh, but yeah, so I did that, and uh, otherwise, um, this week, just still plowing through the Wheel of Time series and uh, trying to get to book 15. I'm, uh, I'm still on 11, and that, that's about it. What about you, Tom? What have you been up to? Glad you asked. I haven't been doing anything nearly as cool as you two uh i'm still all about like getting the homestead up to snuff since we recently moved here so i have been completely obsessing over home automation and i'm looking at those philips hue lights that you can control over wi-fi essentially uh so i can set my house to be uh, hackable by passersby so they can turn my lights (laughs) on and off (laughs) i actually want to run they have like a a strip and i want to run it all around like this big living room we have and then, like, I have, like, ambient lighting, essentially. Yeah. So it's kind of a project I'm I'm undertaking. And then uh, something I haven't – this goes way off the deep end as far as nerdiness, but there's a little bit of gadget fetishization going on, so I think it qualifies. I got, like, a weed whacker and a lawnmower and, like, a blower and, like, things needed to um, take care of the lawn. And, man, like – destroying weeds with a weed whacker is fun it's really gratifying it's oddly satisfying yeah <laughs> yeah for sure like my dad would never let me do that and i understand why now it is like the best part <laughs> and, and like having my own lawn gadgets now like i they're battery powered i have to like charge them and maintain everything i'm just like man being adult being an adult at my age <laughs> i finally made it and it's, it's wonderful yeah you're, you're like a uh, regular hank hill now Damn it, Bobby! Like that guy. <laughs> Stop whacking off in the tool shed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, King of the Hill. There you go. I'm Hank Hill. I'm gonna start a propane company. Or something. <laughs> propane and propane accessories. <laughs> That's right. Strickland propane. Yeah. Holy crap! It's all coming back. <laughs> That's oh, an underrated yeah. show, man. That show is awesome. Yeah, you know, I didn't watch it when it was on like prime time, but I watched it after the fact. It was pretty cool. It's funny you're talking about the automation. I, you know, I, I've got some. I, I I put in those Nest cameras at my house. I'm putting yeah. in this like smartphone lock where it's like you know front door lock. Yeah, you can yeah. like unlock with like your smartphone or whatever. Um, and then I was going through like on Netflix they have this movie called it. Some it's like something IT or whatever, and it's Pierce Brosnan, and I guess he's like this rich guy and a disgruntled employee hacks his house. <laughs> like he's oh, like no. trying to kill him with like his smart features at his house. <laughs> Terrible. His Roomba attacks him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's gonna happen. To you don't piss anybody off. Yeah. Keeps you honest. Anyway, that, 
that's pretty much it for me. Finding nerdiness where I can in my busy, busy life. And uh, I think that pretty much wraps up the weekly, geekly, geekly, weekly updates. And with those now done, we should probably move on to news outside our own lives with a segment we like to call the news stravaganza. I will take it away, Tom. Uh, thank you. The news stravaganza is short and sweet this week. Um, I don't know if you guys have been to Target recently, but the new Mario, you know, they've got the carts and like everything, basically Mario. Yes. I guess they're releasing the the Mario Kart Legacy. I think what, what, I can't remember what it's called. Mario Kart something. It's a Mario uh, Kart Eight thing for the for the Switch. Yes. Yeah. So that's coming out on Friday, and uh, uh, that so everything's Mario at Target. So that's pretty cool. And then um, also a second game for Switch. Yay! I, I know. Right? <laughs> And then same, same thing at McDonald's. McDonald's Happy Meals are now going to be coming with Mario toys for a limited time or for the next like, couple weeks. Yep. So get your uh, – from now until May 22nd, you can pick up one of eight different Mario toys, and they look pretty freaking sweet. It's like little little Yoshi, Princess, Mario and Luigi, obviously. And there's a, one really cool – it's like Mario like hitting a uh, – like a question mark box. Yeah. So yeah. it's exciting. I, I, I definitely might just go buy a Happy Meal just to get – that toy you have to eat at mcdonald's eight times though to get the to get yeah. the whole collection <laughs> and by then, yeah <laughs> bridal <and>, cut back <laughs> yeah and then you need a uh, lipitor after that yeah yeah so yeah um start big star wars news episode eight has a, an official release date uh, may 24th 2019 yay which which kind of bums me out Wait. because it's like I was hoping that, you know, like they, they've, they've sort of gone away from the whole, you know, Rogue One and then Episode 7 was like right around Christmas. All, Han Solo and these new movies that are coming out are going to be every, like, summer now, I guess. Uh, yeah, I liked it being kind of a Christmassy thing. Yeah, so did I. I thought it was supposed to be solo movies, summer, episodes, Christmas. So I'm, I'm kind of devastated. I, I don't want to wait six more months. I thought eight months was un, unbearable. Well, I think I think they're trying to do one a year. So the solo movies, I think Han Solo is on May twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. What are we getting this year? We're not getting anything this year. Right? That's what I'm saying. Nothing. Yeah, like so they're skip. Oh, we're not getting one a year. They're they're lying to us. Yeah, we're not getting anything this year. We are getting a just as an aside though. Um, we're getting a new the fifth fifth Indiana Jones movie is coming out, but that's July tenth, twenty twenty. Oh. I'll, I'll wait till Butch is announced or unannounced to be excited. <laughs> well, look, Spielberg is going to direct it, so I have a little bit of hope for it. What did you mean by that? I, didn't, I don't think I got that reference, Brian. Greaser Indiana Jones from Crystal Skulls. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, played by that. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, yeah, I can never get his name right. Yeah, I've seen that guy in other things and liked it, but I did not care for him in that role. Yeah, nothing against him, but nah, it was that was terrible. I think they ended yeah. I, they ended that with Indy like whipping the hat out of his hand or something, didn't they? So yeah. <laughs> and then finally, um, I don't know if you guys saw. Um, I know you guys have seen the Matrix, of course, but um, and how you know the the machines grew people and you know basically just farmed them for energy, essentially. Well, true to life uh, story, I guess now they scientists have figured out how to grow. Uh, well, right now they're, they've been growing uh, lambs, but 
but the you know the implication is that uh you know in the future they'll be able to grow people in these like artificial wombs oh and they, they look really weird they're just like these it's it's like literally like out of sight like bad sci-fi it's like these like just like pouches basically like these like up like I don't even know what to call them. Like, a sack with a vacuum tube shoved blob. in it. Yeah, exactly. Like these blob sacks with like these little lambs inside there. And they're like developing. Are they like transparent? Can you see into them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh. you literally, it, it's just like, it's all, it looks like really what it looks like is like a pillowcase, a clear pillowcase that's filled with like fluid and a lamb. And it's got like a vacuum tube, like. It, it, basically it looks like one of those things like you've seen those infomercials where they like you can put stuff in a bag and then you like vacuum it and it like gets really flat for so you yeah. can like store shit that's <laughs> yeah. pretty much what it looks like oh. with a with a lamb inside and they just like pour nutrients into the pump and yeah the lamb and... yeah i think they just stick you know stick it with like nutrients and whatever and grow it and then i guess eventually it emerges from the sack and lives yeah, this is how it all begins. They, we perfect that right around the time AI is coming online. Like, the Matrix was prophetic, man. Yeah, we'll figure out a way to ban it. Yeah. Can't so. stop the machines, Brian. Can't stop them. <laughs> yeah, so that's it for my news. That is uh, really an appropriate way to end the news travaganza, I think. A creepy discussion of artificial wombs and their Matrix-like uh, connotations. Because we are talking about a world within a world, so to speak, the internet and online personas and a recent controversy involving an online persona and, to borrow a phrase from the Matrix, the red pill. Brian, you kind of broke this story for us. Can you shed a little more light on it? Apparently, this dude... (laughs) I don't want to name him or anything like that. If you're, you know, I don't want to get too political, but some guy who's pretty hateful online made the mistake of hawking his band. Hey guys, by the way, uh, you know, go listen to my new music. And somebody in the press put two and two together and he's the only member of the band. So they outed him as a very low level. I mean, I'm not knocking the guy, but he's not like, you know, in the Senate or anything like that, but he is of course involved in the government and everybody's pretty upset that he would say hateful things. Uh, what he assumed was anonymously. No one's upset that he's stupid enough to out himself by trying to make 99 cents from iTunes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Not being internet savvy or what's the word looking for? Internet persona management savvy is is a is a bigger uh, alarm bell in my mind when it comes to your judgment. He basically gave up his anonymity through carelessness, right? Uh yeah. Well, I mean, once you say you know, go buy my stuff, I, I guess it's not really <laughs> careless. No. Yeah. Okay. Good point. And I won't I won't get political either, but I will describe the nature of this red pill subreddit. It, it it seems kind of premised on the notion that, like, the, the, this whole term "red pill" barred for the Matrix is whatever like secret forces oppressing you. Like, you take the red pill, and suddenly you're, you know you're alerted to it. And in this case, I guess it's feminism. In more vile quarters of the internet, I've seen it uh, applied to Judaism. Like, you take the red pill, and then suddenly you see like you know the evil Jewish guy controlling the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Like, it's 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 pretty awful. And. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> you name it. I'm sure there, I'm sure some, you name the group that somebody has a, a beef against it. I'm sure they've got a red pill for you to, to, so you can see how they're secretly running things behind the scenes. Is this like hashtag stay woke? Have you guys seen that going around over the last few months? Yes. Oh yeah. my God. It makes me so angry when I see that. Cam, once you're woke, <laughs> once you're woke, man, you can't, you can't go back to sleep. I mean, notwithstanding the, like, the, just the grammatical issues. I mean, it's, it's just so stupid. God, it just, people kill me, man. People kill <laughs> me. Me too. <laughs> and, uh, they kill me, especially on the internet, because you know, these people behind these hashtags and these movements and who, who hold these like extreme views. There, there is obviously some part of their psyche that harbors this, these feelings, but you know, in their day-to-day life, they're not like walking around being just vile to every woman they meet or in the case of the anti-Semite, you know, they're not like giving every Jew they meet a hard time, what have you. So it's the, it's that amazing uh, property of the internet to like, to extract just the absolute worst from you and distill it and crystallize it, <laughs> you know? And ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. And so here we are with a person who, I don't know anything about this guy's background as a, as a legislator, but he hasn't been voted out of office. So I have to assume he does a passable job. And here we have him online expressing himself through this, you know, this alter ego. And now he's been outed. And like, now it's like, Whoa. And this brings up a lot of interesting questions and we could go in a lot of directions about anonymity and the virtues of anonymity and whether you have a right to privacy and a right to be a jerk and all that. But I feel like this is ground that we've probably been over multiple times. And so have others. But Brian, you made a pretty funny suggestion prior to the episode, and I think we could have fun with this instead. People on this red pill subreddit, you know, venting about feminism, probably had no clue they were talking to this state representative. That, you brought up the point. In what other forums have you encountered people you would have probably never expected to find there? And... I think you had actually an example to sort of motivate the discussion of somebody who ended up being famous, who you probably rubbed virtual shoulders with at one point. This was like the story. Uh, I think it was 2001 or something like that for, for me personally, man, I loved EverQuest and, and I'll be totally honest. I, I'm actually like a recovering <laughs> alcoholic about this. I was clearly addicted. I had a serious issue with EverQuest, but I found out, like, like he, he actually admitted it. R.A. Salvatore played EverQuest on my server. So, wow. I, it, I always boggled, like, did I actually group with Dritz? <laughs> you might have, man. <laughs> I might have really pissed Dritz off. <laughs> That's kind of, like, mind-blowing to ponder, right? Like, you, you, you were looking through a screen at this person, really, and had, had no idea. Please forgive me, number one, for butchering your name, and number two, for my taste in literature in 2001. <laughs> Do you think there may have been an interaction that, that, that possibly had a lasting impact on this individual? Do you, do, you, do you think that you are perhaps indirectly responsible for some piece of written genius weeks, years, months later? I think that's what I like this topic so much because for all I know, I bought a Mino Axe from the dude and he has, he sold 10,000 of those and doesn't remember it at all, but he could have been like my best friend. I I, I could have played with him for months. 
You yeah, you, got, you could have been in a guild together, even. Exactly. Like, shit, we could have started a guild together. I never ask anybody, so who are you in real life? Uh, you could have been, like, camping in Kazakh Tool together one night, just shooting the shit, and gave him a great <laughs> idea. Maybe he was that asshole that trained Miss Moore every few hours. Oh my god, yeah, maybe he was Samantha, remember? <laughs> Cam, in EverQuest, early on, there were some zones that were so powerful that i i think like the the gms had to like intervene right brian to like keep things under control yeah yeah they they were powerful and like not very well pathed so like basically the bosses would get trained to the entrance and just stay there for weeks killing anybody who walked in (laughs) and so if you were like a low-level noob you were near the entrance but these people would like train these monsters to the zone entrance and then this one dungeon missed more in particular that was particularly bad and you get wiped out and like you knew these people by name and you hated them and now i'm wondering if salvatore was one of them <laughs> named samantha i mean that's that's the thing we had no idea this representative was such an asshole maybe salvatore's a real prick when it comes to online gaming <laughs> shut up i need the gypsy flute <laughs> this is my camp <laughs> trading people and stealing their loot that's <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> that, that would be awesome actually oh my goodness and i i'm dying to know who is teabag me on xbox live <laughs> that opens up an entire like constellation of possibilities my poor avatar might have had keanu reeves balls on his nose <laughs> exactly <laughs> or it might have been somebody like completely like chill who you would never suspect of such a thing i'm trying to think of like the least likely candidate <laughs> it's a teabag you in a game. Somebody who just seems genuinely nice. It might have been Bill Nye. He's a Bill <laughs> Nye. Well, why, why does it have to be a guy? What if it was like uh, Taylor Swift or something? You never know. <laughs> I got teabagged by Taylor Swift. Well, there'd be a song about it if it was Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. She would have parlayed that into a. She knew into you a were fine trouble. Song. She knew you were trouble when you walked in, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's interesting. Now I'm thinking of like some of the really crap interactions I've had with people online. Okay. I'll tell one. Do you guys remember like years ago on Xbox live when they did, um, it was, it was like the remake of like super turbo edition street fighter. It was one of those, basically they, just, Oh yeah. They like released an old street fighter. So I was playing and I think I got a little too hasty about exiting the game or I, I did something where basically you rage quit. Yeah. I rage quit. Right. But I did not intend to do this, but I I somehow denied this guy credit for his win or something like that. I, of course, I'm assuming it's a guy. He beca- he proceeds to message me like, that sucked. You, you know, you, you didn't, I didn't get my credit for winning, blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, man, like, here, let's just, like, I, let's just do another match. Like, I'll totally let you win. And he, he wouldn't have it. He was inconsolable. Like, to, sure that I had, like, ruined his, like, win-loss ratio or some crap. And, like, now I'm wondering, you know, who was that? That could have been that could have been somebody really famous. That could have been like, I don't I don't want to say it was Donald Trump. I don't I don't feel think he's probably good at fighting games. But <laughs> <laughs> that could have been like Obama or something, yeah, right? Like you Kevin, know, like, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> there you go, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> like, think of a celebrity who would most object to being rage quit on. You know, I think it would, it would offend Obama's sense of justice. You know, that's not cool. You know, you you gotta let me get my credit. You know, I can't really do an <laughs> Obama impersonation, but. You suck. <laughs> yeah, but I can't see I can't see I can't see Obama playing like Street Fighter. Street Fighter? Obama's C O D E O. 
<laughs> you think so? He's all about. He's all yeah, about. Yeah, he's shooters. like a. I know. I think like he, his like his passion is like not like and it's not like a racial thing or anything. It's like well known. His passion is like basketball. He's like an outside guy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah. whenever he had like free time, he was always playing basketball. He, he loved basketball. No, you don't think he's a gamer at all? But I mean, that doesn't mean. Yeah, that doesn't mean he, he's not a gamer either. But I feel like whenever I saw like he had free time, he was either like golfing or playing basketball or hanging out with the kids. And I think. Was it Sasha and Malia? Yep. Yeah, his is that kids. The, is that the kids? Yeah. Maybe it was one of them. Maybe. Yeah. Like... Yeah. How funny would that be? You got teabagged by Miley Cyrus or <laughs> Rage Quit. <laughs> Rage Quit on on one of the Obama girls. Yeah. Who, they're pissed because their dad doesn't like to play video games. He likes to go outside and play basketball instead. <laughs> I only get an hour a day and you just ruined my record. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Way to go, Tom. Oh God! Sorry, sorry, Obama family. If I if I cause any uh, trouble during the presidential reign of Barack Obama, <laughs> how about you, Cam? Any odd corners of the internet or online gaming, or really anywhere where you where you might have encountered somebody you least expected to encounter? No, you know, but I think that's the cool thing. You know, like I I, I tend to stay away from like a lot of. Uh, like I I don't like forums. I don't I don't post on forums. Like I, I'll read I'll lurk on Reddit every once in a while, but I'm not like a an avid poster or like a you know. Same thing with like I, I don't really play a lot of online games anymore, um, and even when I did, I was pretty solitary, you know. Um, but I will tell you, back in the day of like AOL, I was like an avid like chat room goer. Oh yeah, yeah. So who knows who I, I maybe I could have talked to someone back in the day on on you know I don't know. St- singles Ooh. AOL chat room you know you never know yeah you might have encountered somebody who, who ended up blowing up a few years later I'm trying to think yeah of, uh, who might you have encountered on there Cam I'm trying to I don't know we should yeah. probably avoid the Miley Cyrus comparisons <laughs> yeah that would have been too young for that point. <laughs> but uh but yeah I don't know somebody around our age uh that's famous now I like to think maybe it was uh Natalie Portman Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I think that would have been acceptable. There you go. Right before she hit it big, and uh, yeah, nobody ever heard of her before Star Wars, of course. And uh... <laughs> well, no, no, but see, that's the thing. Is she was like famous. She did like the professional. Yeah. So even that would have been. I don't even know how old she is. is she is she our age? I thought she was. Better look that up before we before we go too yeah. far down this uh, this rabbit hole. To use maybe uh, oh sorry, maybe like uh, I don't know Sigourney Weaver. There you go. Sig- yeah, she's way old. <laughs> she's super old. I didn't even like her when she was in her prime. Uh, dude, Ripley did it for me. Really? Oh, my God. Oh, man, no way. She was too mannish for me. I liked, I did Jamie uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, though. It's strange that you should like her and not uh, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> and and the reason you cipher not liking Sigourney Weaver is a mannish face. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was cute. I thought she was sexy. My dad has the hots for Jamie Lee Curtis, too. You think yeah. she's just something else. Probably a direct quote. <laughs> something else. <laughs> she's something no, but, else. But, but I think, I mean, I just going back to this topic, I think, I think that's the cool thing about, like one of the cool things about the internet is you could be talking to anybody you don't know. But I think the, the problem with that too, though, is that it gives you sort of this false sense of like security when nothing is really secure on the internet. Nothing is totally anonymous nothing is if someone really wanted to know that they're going to find out you know and especially the government i mean they're going to find out they'll i don't care if you use tor i don't care if you use the deep web they'll figure out how to find you you know like they caught that silk road kid 
Yeah, they did. They did. And uh, and he was like the master of that shit. So you know, at some point they're gonna you know not, not, anything you put out in onto the web is somehow going to be tracked back to you if the you know if there is a situation that it needs to be. So I mean, I think the lesson is just freaking keep your mouth shut, man. Like you know, especially if you're a goddamn House of Representatives member, you know. <laughs> I think like it's so. just like. Joe Schmo at home, you know, just hanging out. No one cares about you. But like, if you know you're a elected representative, or you got to be smarter than that. I would think. Cam, you better you better be right about. You better be wrong about the traceability of people, or you better be like beneath notice by the powers that be. Because you when were when were you on AOL? Probably when was your when was your singles and and looking days on AOL? Would you say? Oh, I mean, I, I was a teenager myself, though, I think. So, like, I don't think, you know, we, we were joking about the whole, like, age thing. But, like, right. I, I remember I got I got AOL in 1991. Oh. 91 or 92, around there. 92. Chat, chatting with a lot of singles in, in 91 or 92, were you? I mean, look, I was, what, I was, you know, in my early teens looking for love in all the wrong yeah. places. Yeah, looking for love from a 10-year-old, you sick pervert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Natalie Port was born in 1981, you disgusting pervert. <laughs> she's, only, she's only three years younger than me. <laughs> oh, I'm utterly disgusted by you. <laughs> no, but, no, but here's the thing. It was probably the other way around. It was probably, like, older people talking to me because uh, – I was, and like I said, I was in my early teens, and I, I think I was talking to older people. More than likely, you were talking to an a not yet famous Jared Fogle from Subway. Oh God, that guy! <laughs> that guy God, that guy is such a. Scum. He uh, he does kind of fit my uh, experience with AOL, though. Yeah, he yeah he, was he looks like a guy that would be in the AOL chat room. I mean, I think I left AOL chat rooms behind before I even turned eighteen, but like. Like, if if you're talking about adults that were on the AOL chat, like, in the AOL chat, it's him as the male, like, sort of, like, <laughs> you know, persona, and then the honey boo-boo mom as the woman, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I have to say, I actually spent a little time in chat rooms, and uh, I was in my early 20s, so yeah. uh, I, I resent that a little bit. I, to be fair, was not probably looking for romance i found the chat rooms to be fascinating when i first got in there like it was this wide open universe of discussion and then you would get in and be like dick pics yeah well it's i always like it was always funny to me like half the time i didn't even know like what like some of the rooms meant you know what i mean like i remember being like you know 16 or 15 or for whatever it was and like what's m for m like you know (laughs) (laughs) you know i learned really quickly and got the hell out of there but you know i'm just saying like it's just like, Knowledge you know, the, the, the name, my, my favorite, my favorite chat room though, ever that I saw the name of was fat and gaining. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> there was, somebody actually created a chat and it was like all the time. It was fat and gaining. It was a chat room for people that were fat and they just wanted to keep gaining weight. They didn't care. Oh, they were like proudly gaining weight. Yeah. Yeah. Do not ask how I know this. That's actually a really huge fetish. Oh, is it? <laughs> Well, there was like BBW. That was like a big one. But that's just for people that are fat. A big one, he says. <laughs> a big. Yeah, you like that, right? Damn. <laughs> Not very diplomatically put, sir. <laughs> that was huge. That that BBW, massive. Oh man. Now I think the 
so the fat and gaining those are people who yeah they they like enjoy getting fat or they enjoy getting dying people. young <laughs> yeah yeah well and and they're admirer and they're admirers i would i would expect <laughs> okay so apart from like obvious candidates like john goodman who were probably participants of that group you know people who got like larger and larger john goodman is actually pretty slim nowadays though if you've seen him lately he's uh well he's he's, he's over he's, the, he's gotten himself into shape he's over the fetish now though he doesn't he yeah, doesn't yeah. do it as he was then. That's all part of the cycle. You can't just keep feeding forever. You got to lose it, gain it back. <laughs> yeah, otherwise it's it's no fun. I I don't I don't know. I'm talking out my ass for the record. If you want to see people, well, they, they can't possibly be them. But if you want to see the type of people that were probably in that, have you ever watched my 600 pound life? That show that show makes me sad, man. I, I can't watch that show. I watch it because some of the people are not that pitiable, and I can almost imagine them being in that chat room. They go to these heroic measures to save these people from themselves, and then like the people give them attitude, like I don't like, I don't want to move. Exercise is hard. No, and the reason I can't watch it is because I just the one I think one episode I watched was this woman got the surgery done. She was so happy. She's like, "Yes, it's going to change my life." Blah blah blah. And then when they have those surgeries, they start dropping weight like crazy. Like within like the first like six months, you lose like sixty percent of your body. You know, like whatever the statistics are. You know. And so, especially in like the first couple of weeks too, because you can barely eat anything. He came, she came back in for like her month, month later visit or whatever it was. And I think she like, ha- like hadn't lost any weight or lost like only like a negligible amount of weight or whatever. And the guy's like, what are you eating? And she's like, oh, you know, milkshakes, mashed potatoes. Oh, no. So she was like already eating like around the surgery basically. Like, and she just wasn't going to like it, those people. It just makes me sad, man. It's like. It's an addiction, you know what I'm saying? It's not even like you can be like, oh, well, that's that's why you're fat. You know, the, this woman clearly was addicted to that food, and like that surgery was not the answer. There's got to be some other answer for these people. Okay, it was actually Doctor Now, the doctor from that show. He was even then he was trying to fight these people. Like they didn't even have the surgeries back then, but he was just like, you guys have got to stop this. You can't eat like this. There you go. He was in he that or ooh. Maybe he was, as Brian says, a feeder, and now he's making up for it in his medical profession by <laughs> reversing the damage he's done. He has a tragic backstory. He lost one of his lifelong loves by overfeeding. Yeah, he lost her to a to a meatloaf platter from Boston Market. Oh my! God. Now he's trying to get revenge. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh gosh! It's got dark really, really quickly. Yeah, let's uh, let's lighten it back up again. Speaking of large people, but whom I admire, do you ever think like when you go to a forum for like a given written work, you ever think that maybe the writer is one of the people participating in the forum, like offering opinions and like battling it out, you know, with fans who are like trying to basically write their own on the fly fanfic and that sort of thing? Oh, I know for sure. That's most of the time. Not the writer, but a a perfect example. And, And this is far and away a positive note. Peter Mayhew participates in Star Wars forums. Not like I get paid to post every once in a while or not like this is blowing up. Let me chime in for optics or anything like that. That dude lurks Star Wars forums and and just chats. He just tells people stories. Oh, yeah, I remember when Carrie was doing blah, blah, blah. Like, wow. I love that. That is the coolest thing. That is pretty cool. He does that like as like 
himself or as like Chewbacca, the real Chewbacca, hashtag the real Chewbacca or, <laughs> or something or like Reddit, at least he is like fully exposed. It is, I think his username is actually like I'm Peter Mayhew. And at first, I don't think anybody believed him. And then they're just like, oh, he just tweeted pictures of him and Mark backstage. Okay. It's the real deal. He's the real yeah. deal. Well, I know for sure in, like, the board game community, a ton of people do that. Like, a lot of the game, board game publishers, like, they are – same thing. They're obsessive about, like, what people are saying about their game, you know, because especially with in the Kickstarter era – it doesn't take much to sink a Kickstarter to get people to like, you know, be pissed off and whatever. And so I've seen like on Facebook and on different, uh, like board game geek, like exchanges between like the board game publisher, the board game creator and, 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 you know, just people that own the game or are thinking about buying the game and stuff like that. And it, it, it can get pretty heated. It can get pretty, pretty ugly even. And did you mention, are they are coming on as themselves? Like, Hey, I am this they're not like coming in as an under an alias. Some of them are. And then some of them, it's very clear that like either they or like someone from their, you know, it's, it's obviously a plant like, yeah, I can't wait for this game. But you know what I mean? Like, oh, I think, right. you know, I mean, people do that all the time and people do that all the time, even just like in the business world, like stocks and stuff like that, the, the people will troll, like, you know, go through like these forums, like, Oh, what's the next big stock? And like people go in and try to manipulate stock prices that way. Like that's, that, that is, that's a, that's a standard operating procedure for a lot of these things build up hype where there shouldn't be any yeah. or, or downplay something that doesn't that really shouldn't be downplayed just so that you the price stays where you want it yep i mean i guess that's like free exchange of ideas or something as long as you're not like revealing like secret sauce weird yep or paying bangladeshians to agree with you <laughs> right. yeah fake fake consensus yeah we think Nurse Travaganza stocks going for dollars. All right. <laughs> so long, penny stocks. I was thinking something a little bit more benign. You guys are obviously familiar with George Martin and, and the Song of Ice and Fire, you know, the series that never ends, mainly because he doesn't write new installments. Yeah, I was going to say, that guy's not exactly in a writing mood lately. Well, <laughs> I don't know if he's spending a lot of time at the at the keyboard at all. So I think he is, Brian. I think if you go to, to the forums of... Uh, regarding his books there's like gazillions and zillions of like fan theories and there's like basically all this like alternative fiction written as these uh fans. he's just copying and pasting holy yeah. shit this is good yeah that or he's like fomenting it to throw people off like he maybe did it to like misdirect initially but then he got so sucked into his own like the, the vortex he created now he spends all his time like theorizing with other fans damn it now i have to kill cersei yeah 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 ice and fire 77 wants this character to die i have to figure out a way to write that out so yeah so he spends 90 percent of his time battling it out in forums then the other 10 percent of the time trying to trying to spite his enemies on those forums when he's actually sitting down to write and that's delaying the books by years i think that's i think that's that theory has legs i think that is a real thing that's happening what else accounts for it his, his 18 other writing projects no no working with hbo no <laughs> definitely this he's looking for more uh of those stupid leather biker hats <laughs> yes those, those hats he wears he, he has a, a style all his own it's fair to say yeah, that's for sure I, I wanted to ask this one too brian you mentioned everquest early on where you had a definite effect on salvatore's writing style through your healing techniques as a cleric but <laughs> remember that the game creators used to like they had like avatars in the game and like you knew that Eridune, for example, was Eridune. Brad, it was Brad McQuaid, McQuaid 
That guy wouldn't show his face these days. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it Vanguard that failed his his subsequent game. Didn't he scam Kickstarter out of millions? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He had a new project or something, right? And then yep. did get off the ground. Well, anyway, assuming you haven't uh, made off with Kickstarter riches and not delivered on your promises, do you think it's common for devs to play in games these days and say, like, hi, I'm a dev and I am this persona? I, I, I have not seen that. I guess I wonder why. Do they not want, like, the negative feedback? Or I, I think it's probably more corporate slash economic than that these days like i i don't think we'll use brad as the example like once upon a time he created that game and and he probably actually played it you know he probably really played that game at first with people as eridun i mean he had a character he logged in blah 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 nowadays i don't see people who work on blockbuster AAA games having a whole lot of time between their next project. Oh. They either want to walk away and forget all about it for a few months or move on to the next, you know, AAA. So he grew with the game, with the community. His personality was tied up in the game. That That's a phenomenon that, yeah. That was almost 20 years ago, dude. A uh, lot's changed. Yeah, so true. But if they wanted to, I'm sure they could, right? Yeah, I mean, I suppose they could. I just... Now that we're talking about it, though, gamers and the gaming press and the gaming community has gotten so much more opinionated coming right back to the Internet and what it brings out in people that I don't know that I'd want to, like, log in and be, like, deluged with, your game sucks, I don't like this weapon, I don't like how you implemented this dungeon, blah, like, can you imagine? I mean, I'd want to do it anonymously so I could get, like, people's real feelings, though. I think that would be helpful. But, I mean, you could have someone do that for you. It's not like you have to do it. I think even beyond that, like online feedback is probably the worst way to get an honest opinion because of the anonymity wall, like prevents. Yeah. Yeah. Partly, but also because it, it is just so, you know, popular just to shit on everything. Like, you know, paying $60 for your game, playing it 20 hours a day. Oh, I hate this game. It sucks. <laughs> Your biggest fans are your worst enemies, so to speak, because they're hypercritical, in other words. It's kind of vocal minority. I think the people who like the game the least are the most likely to post. Mm. And and that's not... I mean, I'm picking on them a little bit, but that's that's pretty expected, in my opinion. Like, I mean, no one's going to go on and, like, I had a very good time with this game. I enjoyed it. I would buy another. No, they're going to be passionate about it one way or the other. So you're going to get a bunch of people that like, that sucks. I hate it. I want my money back. That makes sense. Yeah. You don't, you don't get, you don't hear from the like eh, satisfied customer. You hear from the disgruntled asshole or the fanatic. I'm sure there are plenty of people that picked up Dead Man's Sky and just like, wow, space exploration. All right, cool. That was a little overpriced. (laughs) But dude, that guy's career is over. He'll never work in video gaming again. (laughs) Dead Man's Sky, you said, instead of No Man's Sky. (laughs) Brian, that's hilarious. <laughs> totally meant to do that. <laughs> yeah, is Dead Man himself, uh, you know, no longer showing his face under the sky? Has that guy really like just gone to ground? I think they've just they've released like updates without saying a word, and I don't I don't think he'll ever do mm. anything. Yeah, promised promised the world and uh, delivered a world, but not what they were advertising. Yeah, so you don't think he pops into the game as, like, an anonymous, like, generated monster and takes control of it? No. Like Ready Ready Player One style? Right. Now that, speaking of taking on an online persona, I think that 
something that you could do to, to run back to online games for a minute that might be more fun than just being a player would be being like an activist game master or an activist, you know, referee. If you had like godlike powers, it would be kind of cool, though I'm sure it would piss the players off. If you could like just take control of like Orc 2275 and like like turn him into an Orc Crusader, you know, <laughs> and just have yeah. him like acting in ways that the character the player characters aren't expecting, and suddenly you're like sh- shifting the balance in a certain zone or whatever. And then, like, as soon as they kill him, you just have, like, another one. You take control of another one and another one. A a small-scale paid moderation or paid DMing, like, premium game, would be the coolest thing in the world. But it wouldn't make any money, so no one will do it. I think we've talked about this, Brian. If not on the show, then at least in person. It sounds like an awesome idea. I'd love to play it. But why do you not think it would make money? Nobody would – they wouldn't have the, the money to justify it or in terms of revenue? Uh, I don't think most people want it. I mean, first off, you're talking about like balance, temporary balance of power in a in a zone, and most people don't care about balance of power or story or lore or anything. They want like you know amazing loot or or anything like that. To go back to EverQuest, and I know it was 20 years ago, but what happened every time there was like an awesome event? Like what happened when like the chosen magical unicorn appeared in the elven homeland uh was there like a mad rush for that zone or no some asshole ran up to it i wonder what it drops (laughs) 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 he killed it (laughs) and attacked the gm hail adventurers i am tuner's chosen beast come and worship i wonder if i can loot the horn (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay there you go. You cannot adopt an online uh, persona in a game in order to make the game more fun and immersive because like people are just in the mode of play that involves like kill, loot, kill, loot. They really you would don't literally want have to vet your players. Yeah, you'd have to customize it and you'd have to recruit players that like do you want to exist in an online world as an alternate persona and like interact with intelligent GM controlled NPCs? If so, play this game. If you want, like, want to get like the staff of destiny, then this isn't for you. What do you think, Cam? You, you agree? You agree with Brian's <laughs> assessment that, that such yeah. a game pretty much could not work? Speaking of, you never know who you were playing with. Cam's the asshole who attacked the, the horse. <laughs> That's why you got yeah. quiet. Yeah, that, that would be me. Tuner's avatar appears. Not for long. <laughs> I'm totally gonna loot that horn. <laughs> You, you went on the forums like, I killed it and it didn't even drop a horseshoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That totally would be me. Worst boss loot ever. Dude, yeah. you weren't supposed to kill it. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, guys, for walking back into the uh, sylvan woods of EverQuest. Bringing back horrors from the past. It's a great way to end the episode and remind myself why I literally drowned my online persona in a river in that game and called it (laughs) and speaking of calling it guess we should probably call this an episode anything else you guys want to say add think do uh, comment on anonymously before we adjourn think before you type (laughs) wise words cam brian anything nope just type type (laughs) (laughs) bang buttons (laughs) all right then i think we can adjourn And before we do so, 
I had better remind our listeners that in order to support this podcast, they absolutely must subscribe to us anonymously on iTunes. Check us out on Google Play Music, Stitcher, or any other service you happen to use. And if they have a rating system, please anonymously rate us as favorably as you can. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and join our group on Facebook. <laughs> Check out all of our episodes uh, and other awesome content uh, at nerdstravaganza.com. Check out all of our video content uh, on YouTube. Uh, just type nerdstravaganza into the handy-dandy search bar, and all that will pop up. And send us an email and break your anonymity at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com. And thus ends this episode of Brian... Take us out of here. I don't know why I didn't think about this. It was probably Ari Salvatore attacking the unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> didn't he write a book about that? And I, I'm dying to know who is teabag me on Xbox Live.